When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now tuned in to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss living for the kingdom of God while living in the culture. I'm your host, Charla Walker. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, wife, daughter, sister, auntie, and friend. And I am on the journey of producing and fulfilling every purpose that God saw for me before the beginning of time. And I want you on this journey with me. Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. Welcome to another episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, y'all. Y'all know we are here where we discuss life, love, and the pursuit of Christ. And today we are discussing how to understand who God is. Now, I know that you may be thinking like, girl, this episode is not for me. Let me tell you, there are way too many people who are believers who are bound in guilt, condemnation, and religion because they don't truly understand who God is. And so, you know, if you've listened to this show before, that I always emphasize that relationship with God is more important than empty religious practices. And I'm not saying that church is important. The Bible tells us that we should not neglect meeting together to encourage one another in Hebrews 10:25. So church is important. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that relationship is critical to obtaining the two things that are necessary in living a fruitful and purposeful life. And those two things are refinement and revelation. So refinement is the process in which we are improved or perfected by pruning and polishing. And, you know, that is our call here um, at God Goals and Girl Talk. We are um, rooted in John 15 and 5, where we know that we can't produce nothing separated from God. And we know that things that are dead, we ask him to cut them off. But we also... Um, know that the things that do produce fruit, he's going to prune them so they can produce more fruit, right? So we know that refinement is a requirement. The next requirement is revelation. And revelation is something that is revealed to us by God. So relationship, refinement, and revelation, these are the keys to living a successful life in Christ. And in Matthew 16, we get to see this at work. 
So in Matthew 16, 1 through 4, we see the Pharisees, who were the religious leaders of the time, demanding a miraculous sign from Jesus to prove his heavenly authority. Now, let's just kind of put a pin right there real quick. This is why I say that empty religious practices and relationship is important. These are the people who have read the whole Old Testament. These are religious leaders. The Pharisees are like you know, keep it like they keep the temple. They go seek God on behalf of the people. But when God showed up in flesh, they did not know who he was. And that's the danger of the spirit of religion. So when I talk about the spirit of religion, I'm talking about the Pharisees. I'm talking about um, the legalistic people that are out here living worse lives than the people that they're condemning. Right. So that spirit of religion is one in which we need to make sure that whoever is leading us is in relationship with God for themselves. And how do you do that? You examine their fruit. And that's a whole nother conversation. But I just want to emphasize the fact that the Pharisees who study God's word, who knew God's word, they wore the fancy robes. When he came down in the flesh, they had no idea who they were looking at in the face. And that's not going to be our story. Okay. So they were, were demanding a miraculous sign from Jesus to prove, tell prove, do a trick and, and show us who you are. Like what? Excuse me. And so Jesus responds and he says, only an evil adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. But the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. And that's in Matthew 16 and four. Later in the chapter, we see Jesus ask his disciples about who people in the community are saying that he is. He's like, what they, who, what they say, I'm, what they say, who, who, huh? Tell me what they say. And so the disciples replied, some of them say John the Baptist, some say Elijah and others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. And that's in Matthew 16 and four. Then Jesus asked them on a personal level, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. And that's Matthew 16, 16 through 19. And it was Peter's relationship with Christ, his refinement through Christ that led to this revelation. <clears throat> so. Jesus responds by giving Peter another level of authority. Okay. These allergies trying to take me out, but it's going to be fine. Um, but Jesus responds by giving Peter another level of authority. He gets this revelation and it's so important that we understand that it was his relationship right? He understood and knew something that the Pharisees, that the religious leaders did not understand because he was in relationship, because he was uh, following Jesus and allowing him to do this level of refining in his life. God then gave him a revelation that Jesus said, oh, oh, you've been talking to the big G upstairs, huh? 
okay, I see you. Here are these keys. How about that? (laughs) Right? So we need to make sure that as believers, that we are understanding and knowing who God is, um, because without that, we're going to be out here doing things um, being in position and not having any power. And that, and that is a major problem. Um, if you go back, um, we talked about the seven sons of Sceva, right? Their dad was a whole entire preacher. They saw Paul go out and cast out a demon. They was like, oh, we're going to try that too. And then they got their head busted. And that was that. And that was that. So we don't want that to be our testimony because God has, um, territories and things for us to conquer. And we need to make sure that we're able to do these things for the kingdom. And so this episode, we are getting down to business and we're debunking, um, these different lies that have been implanted. This, um, this distorted identity that a lot of people have of God that keep us bound. We come in for all that today. Okay. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Producer Society. The Producer Society is an online membership group for women looking to draw closer to God, to develop godly community, and to produce everything that God has called her to. Members of the Producer Society receive early access to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast episodes, monthly Bible studies, exclusive online events, and so much more. If you are ready to get connected with other women who are chasing after God, and wanting to produce his purpose in their lives, then this community is for you. Visit www.producersociety.com to start your free 30-day trial today. Now let's get back to the show. One of the major reasons um, that people who will walk with God for many years find themselves stuck is because they don't truly understand who God is, right? And it's impossible to have a real authentic relationship with someone without understanding who they really are. And that's why this is important. So, you know, many of us have a convoluted um, or borrowed idea of God's true identity. Some of us grew up with people who may have influenced you to believe that God was demanding, that he was legalistic and very upset. That was my testimony. And it wasn't even my parents. It was somebody else who was an authority figure um, in my life who, y'all, at one point in my life, y'all remember them Disney movies where the kids used to jump over the film strips? Okay. In my nine-year-old head, I thought, that God was up there in that sky where them kids be jumping up like that with that film strip. Every time I thought I did something that made somebody upset, I thought God cut a day off my life. He was like, well, there goes Wednesday of next week. <laughs> because that is what was told to me. Every time you make God upset, he'll, he, he takes a day off of your life. What? <laughs> what? Um, and it is so crazy that you know, at nine years old, I was already, the seed was being planted that God was demanding, that God was legalistic, that if I made a mistake, he was taking days off of my life. Like I was like, I I don't want to do nothing. Okay. And that is something that, that binds us and keeps us bound. That is not who God is. And then there are other people who grew up, um, believing that God was down for whatever. Oh, Jesus is the homie. Like, you know, you can do whatever God know my heart. 
Okay, both of these are very wrong ideas of God's true character and God's heart for us. And so that's why it's so important um, that we understand God for ourselves. And in order to understand more about God, we have to spend time with him and in studying his word. My answer on that is never going to change. Sharla, how do I understand who God is? Girl, you better study his word. Sharla, how do I hear from God? Child, you better study his word because God is his word. It's in the Bible. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was God. Okay. Like they are, you cannot separate the Bible from God that it's him. You got him in, in, in a book form. He's speaking at all times. He's always readily available. And so it's going to take you having the discipline to do that in order for you to see the fruit and to build the relationship. It's very similar to starting a relationship with someone in the natural, right? When I met my husband child, we was, we was body boot up all the time. Okay. In the same sense, you cannot expect to not spend time with God, but then know who he is. It don't work like that. Right. And we have the benefit of in our relationship with God that it's like building a relationship with someone in the natural, but so much better because you don't have to deal or worry about some of the same struggles that we face when we deal with fallen people. If you are here, baby, I don't care how sanctified you are. You is fallen and you is fallen people. Right. There have been times where you could have done better things in relationship with friends, family, whatever. So we don't have those same struggles that we have to deal and work through in being in relationship with fallen people. Okay. God cannot lie. That's in the Bible. God's love is everlasting. That's in the Bible. God desires to spend time with us. That's also in the Bible. Okay. So we know that this is somebody that we ain't got to worry about whether or not he want to talk to us, whether or not he want to see us. This is not somebody who's going to lie to us. God is not a man that he shall lie or the son of man that he shall repent. Okay. Like that's not what this is. So we need to really make sure that we are not looking at God through a lens of how other people have treated us, um, particularly with fathers, you know, like a lot of people who have issues with their relationship with God in some way have had issues um, in their relationship with their fathers, um, sometimes even with their mothers, because our parents are the first um the first glimpse that we get of God, the way that they love us, they nurture us, they care for us. It's supposed to mimic his love and care for us. And if you don't receive that, then you have this distorted idea based on your history, not saying that it's not valid, but it's still not factual. Does that make sense? Not saying that your truth ain't your truth, but it's not the truth about God. Okay, so I don't know who that was for. So if that happened, go to therapy because Charlotte had to because I was out here thinking at nine years old that I was gone by next Wednesday. Okay, <laughs> go to therapy, get get your life, but also get in your word and get you um, a study Bible and get to work. Okay, so how do you find out more about who God is? I want to direct y'all to Psalm 103. That is what we're studying today. And what we're kind of we're going to just kind of walk the text. This ain't about to be deep. This ain't even about to be all that long. This is just about to be us walking the text. So Psalms 103, David wrote the Psalms. Okay. Um, my, my prayer group, all of my people shout out to my poor group. Y'all know who y'all are. I love y'all. Um, they, 
were laughing at me because we were studying the book of Psalms. And I was like, David legit was like the first R&B singer. Like he was out here writing all these songs. Okay. When he was crying out to God about Bathsheba, that basically was like confessions. Usher. Like, but it was David. Okay. That's how I be thinking. Y'all pray for me. So we are going through Psalms 103. And David writes this and he gives us so many facts about who God is. Now, this is not this list and um, the things that David presents. This isn't even all the things, but this is a good place to start um, our ex- exploration of who God truly is and to really have an understanding of who he is. And so we are going to be breaking down these false ideas that you were taught about God. We're going to break down these false ideas about who um, somebody may have imposed on you about who God is. And we're going to learn him and his characteristic for ourselves. And this is going to open the door for relationship, refinement and revelation. So that way you can live life on purpose and in purpose. And it'll also help you easily identify counterfeit people, counterfeit teachers counterfeit leaders and situations that the enemy presents. So you will not be easily thrown off the path that God has for you. Okay. So this is so important. Um, when let's say you're talking about a leader in the church, right? How do I know that this is a good church home for me to be at? Okay. Well, first of all, do you see the characteristics of God in that place? And then furthermore, you go over to Galatians and you find out and you do a litmus test of are the fruits of the spirit here? Is there love, patience? Is there long suffering? Is there peace? If not, then that may not be somebody who needs to be leading you. Do you see what I'm saying? In fact, it's not may not. That ain't nobody that needs to be leading you. And that's the same. You do you do all of that. You compare everything to the word of God. Because that's the only truth that we have in this world. And so we are going to go there to find out the characteristics of God. We're not going to go to your cousin and them, to your auntie and them, to uh, your family member who've been pastoring for 65 years and only got two church members. Boop, I said it. We're not going to them. We are going to go to the word of God to learn about him. So let's read Psalms 103. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he's done for me. He forgives all of my sins and heals all of my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all of our sins. He does not deal with us harshly as we deserve. For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. 
The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we were only dust. Our days on earth are like grass, like the wildflowers. We bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone as though we had never been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever with all those who fear him. His salvation extends beyond or extends to the children's to the children's children of those who are faithful to his covenant of those who obey his commandments. The Lord has made the heavens his throne from from there. He rules. He rules over everything. Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out his plans, listening for each of his commands. Yes, praise the Lord, you armies of angels who serve him and do his will. Praise the Lord, everything he has created everything in all of his kingdom. Let all that I am praise the Lord. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Check God's Resume Journal. Are you struggling with your waiting season? Do you feel like God has forgotten about you? Sis, it's time for you to check God's resume. This dynamic journal will walk you through building God's resume in your own life. Take the time to recall the goodness and the miracles that he's performed in your lifetime. The journal has journaling prompts, a place for sermon notes, and so much more. This is a great tool just to remind you of God's goodness in your life and an even better tool to be passed down to your children's children as they'll be able to recount your experiences with God. So get ready to recall all of the miracles that God has performed for you. I promise you when you check his resume he is undefeated click the link in the show notes to get your copy today now let's get back to the show Hey sis, are you enjoying this week's show? I pray that you are. Make sure that you connect with us and you keep the conversation going. Follow us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk. Make sure that you subscribe to the show, you rate the podcast, and you leave us a review. And don't forget to share the show with your friends, your coworkers, your mom and them, all the people. Okay? Okay. Now let's get back to the show. So like I said, we're going to let the word speak for itself here. Um, Here is what you need to know in regards to who God is. And this is the seed that we are planting um, to understand who God is. So I hope in me reading that Psalm, you like, oh, like you learned these characteristics that I'm showing you that, yo, for real, when I study the Bible, I can really understand who God is. And here we go. Okay. First of all, he's a forgiving God. He does not remain angry with us forever. So it's not that God doesn't get angry at the things that we do. If you read the Old Testament, child, look, okay? (laughs) But um, it's also to be understood that if you're feeling condemned, that's not from God. There is a difference between conviction and condemnation. Um, And so that's not from God if you are feeling condemned because that's not who he is. For those who fear or revere the Lord and not fear like, oh, ah, it's the fear in the Bible um, means that you have a level of respect, right? I'm not afraid of my earthly father. Like I'm not scared of him. Okay. I ain't never scared, but um, there are some things that I would not do out of a deep respect that I have for him. Like, it's not that I couldn't be a stripper. I just ain't because my daddy will come in there and first of all, snatch my whole life off of that pole. 
and everybody in there. <laughs> so I don't want that for nobody else. <laughs> so therefore, I'm not going to do it. But more so because uh, I know I'm a representation of my father. And I wouldn't want to do that um, and bring that to to his name. And so in the same sense, we have to have that same feeling about God. There are some times where I feel like I could cuss some people out. Okay, my flesh, she'd be feeling like that. But I don't because that's not a good representation of who my heavenly father is. It's not a good representation of who he's called me to be. And so it ain't about being weak, because honestly, if you've ever had a word that wasn't from God on your tongue for some other people that like keeping that tamed is hard work. Okay, so this is that. Um, that understanding that when you, when we say fear the Lord, this doesn't mean like me at nine years old thinking that he was going, like you was dead by next week because you just keep doing things wrong. <laughs> That's not that kind of fear. It's fear as in like, I, I reverence you. Um, I respect you. And so because of that, my habits change because of the love I have for you. I don't do certain things. So for those who fear or revere the Lord, he has removed our sins as far from the east or as far far from the east as from the west. Okay, so if God has removed the sin, why are you still at the movies in your head watching your same mistake over and over again? That Like, why are you allowing the enemy to torture you with something that you did? If you have repented and that means that you repent, you confess your sins to God, and then you you make change, true change, and you don't keep going back to the same things. If you have repented and you are living your life for God, let it go. Learn from it. Deal with the consequences and move on, sis, because God has already moved on. You over here, God, remember that one time in the fourth grade when I stole a bubble gum? Like, I'm not worthy. And he's like, girl, get up. I need you to get out here. I need you to go and and show my glory through what I've done in your life, right? So learn from it, deal with the consequences and move on, okay? Because God has, God has moved on. He, we off that, okay? God has moved on from that. And the self-imposed prison does not make you a martyr. It makes you a prisoner, you you're bound. You can't do nothing for God. You're not a martyr because you spend uh, every day of the week uh, telling God all the things you did all the time. And it's not that you shouldn't come to God and confess your sins, but some of y'all get stuck there. Okay. I'll, I will have an issue and say, all right, God, I see what I did there. Thank you for pointing that out to me. Let me repent. Let me put some boundaries in place and let's keep it pushing because I got things to do for you. And so I can't get stuck there. So condemnation will keep you bound there. The devil wants you to be condemned. Now you can't do nothing for God. You was out here on the pole. Okay. Because strippers are not beyond God's reach. Sorry, religious people, <laughs> strippers, drug dealers, prostitutes. Uh, who was it? Mary Magdalene. Okay. She was a whole entire prostitute or no, that was Rahab. One of them, y'all know, Rahab was a prostitute and God used her. Oh, now what? So nobody's outside of the reach of God. Religious people like us to think that, you know, some people aren't worth saving. And that's not true. Um, Okay. So God is a healer. 
That means physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Okay. Jesus and therapy, Jesus and your preventative care measures. Y'all know I'm a nurse practitioner child. I bet y'all thought y'all was going to get through this, (laughs) through this episode, Jesus and your preventative care measures, right? Oh, I'm believing God to heal me from my blood pressure problem. Okay. First of all, you're going to have a stroke if you don't take your meds. And furthermore, you wouldn't have high blood pressure if you quit eating all the crap. Let's be serious. So Jesus, he's a healer. God is a healer. But what I love about God is that we get to be a part of the miracle. And a lot of the stuff is contingent on the stuff that we choose to do or not to do because we get free will. That's what happened with Adam and Eve. Next. God is a redeemer. To redeem means that we are free from captivity with payment of a ransom. Jesus's blood on the cross was the payment. Okay, there is true freedom from sin and death in Christ. He wants to be in direct relationship with us. God revealed to um, revealed himself to us by sin in Jesus and removing the veil between us and him. So in the Old Testament, there was a veil only like there was a holy space, only the holiest of holy people could go. There was a lot of things you had to do before you could come into the presence of God. This is why people... Um, Like you would go like you tried you people would drop dead because they you can't be unholy and in the presence of a holy God. And so um, they used to have to like slain animals and do um, sacrifices. But when Jesus came and he was on the cross, the veil was torn. And so now you don't need an interpreter, a mediator and a middleman to be in conversation with God. You can be in conversation with God all by yourself. And that means, and that shows that he wants to be in direct relationship with us. Um, God is loving and he's compassionate. God is love. That's first John four and eight. Um, the scripture says that we were crowned with his, uh, mercy and mercy is defined as compassion. So his compassion is why, um, we don't receive what we really deserve because the, the, the payment for sin is death. So who, okay. The wages of committing sin is death. So all these people here, I deserve this. You deserve death. Let's just be for real. And you're not dead. Okay. Cause sis would have been dead if we were still on that old Testament covenant. And I'm sis like, I would have been dead. Okay. Okay. Um, so God disciplines us, but he does not abuse or accuse us. So don't think that you getting over cause you're not, God is going to, he will discipline you. He disciplines those that he loves. So there is a level of discipline that comes. Um, if y'all listen to the episode about David and Bathsheba, David was called by God, a man of the God's own heart, but then he saw Bathsheba and he did some things he had no business. And that's why he wrote the Psalms that I call Usher's Confessions, right? So he did things that he had no business doing and God disciplined him for that, but God also continued to use him. God did not abuse or accuse him. And in all, in the end, all things ended up working together for David's good. And that's who God is. So it's not that you're not going to get in trouble. Like he, like my dad, who I love, my earthly father, oh, he, like, he'll sock you out. <laughs> like he go, he go put you on punishment. Okay. I've been uh, put on a plenty of punishment child. Okay. Got a whooping every now and then, not often, but what he really used to do that I didn't like child PT exercises. Sis was in shape. I'm sis. Like 
he was at a certain age. He's like, oh, we often whoopings. What we about to do? You about to do these flutter kicks. <laughs> so just know like any good father, he's loving, he's compassionate, but he's going to discipline you. And it's a part of the game, not the game, but it's a part of life, period. Um, he's a good, good father. That's who you are. Okay. That's who God is. He's a good, good father. And he knows us because we come from him. He knows us because we come from him. He know you better than you know you. He know the numbers or hairs on your head. He knows the number of tears that you've cried. He knows you better than you know yourself. He knows who he called you to be and not who um, you've become with all of your life experience. Right. He knows who he called you to be before you were even formed in your mother's womb. He knows that version of you. And he knows the version of you now, and he's going to be the one to be able to, to bridge the gap between those two people, between those two versions of yourself. He knows you. Okay. And he knew, um, he knew you when you were only dust, right? I love that David brings that up. Like he knew he was only dust child. He was dusty out here. Um, he knew you when you were only dust. And he also leaves an inheritance for us to pass to our children's children, my grandkids, right? And I look, this is the one thing that I always tell people. I know that that is true because I am, I am an heir of that. So my Gigi, when she passed away before all, before all that, we were able to spend this time together in my adulthood. She's always um, taught us about God, but the last couple of years before she passed, I'm so grateful. She ended up moving 10 minutes like from my house and we were over there all the time and God knew he was preparing me and I was able to glean all of this wisdom from her. And I am now in a position and she was able to start even seeing the fruits of that. Um, Facebook memories always brings up just some sometimes great things, sometimes sad things, but brings up um, one time this post where she said, I love the way that you love the Lord. Right. And so it made my heart smile. But even more so now that she's not here um, to to see that and to know that she was able to see on earth while she was here, me get that inheritance of her children's children, um, knowing the Lord because she was faithful to him, if that makes sense. So I am an heir of that. And so my grandkids are going to get the same thing because I know what a blessing that is for their life. So even if you don't start this thing out (laughs) for yourself, do it for the generations after you. Amen. Okay. God is a creator. Okay, understand that God is the ultimate creator and creative, and you will often be called to be a part of your very own masterpiece. That is bomb. Okay, God is the ultimate creator. I was like, oh, I'm a creator. I'm a creative. God made this whole earth. Top that made you and everything in it. (laughs) Okay. So it's so awesome because we get to be part and take a role in what he's doing here. And it's an honor and a privilege. Um, So I want y'all, we're going to go over these one more time. So he's a forgiving God. He's a healer. He's a redeemer. He wants to be in direct relationship with us. He's loving and he's compassionate. He's a good, good father. And he's a creator. Okay. Take these and also go look up other scripture and you will see and understand more of God's characteristics and who he is. Okay. 
Okay. Also, as his children, here's a challenge. Also, as his children, we should ask ourselves if we are here looking like our daddy. Okay. Or are we Omari Povich? Huh? And the test determined he is not your father because the way you are here acting. Okay. Are you doing the things? Are you, do you look like your daddy? I look like my daddy in the physical. It's crazy. Um, I look like my daddy in the physical. Are you out here looking like your father? your heavenly father. So now that we understand his characteristics and his, um, and who he is, we also need to understand that this is who we are called to look like. Amen. So ask yourself, are you being, are you looking like your daddy child? Okay. Are you, um, forgiving? Are you merciful? Are you loving? Are you compassionate? If not ask God to forgive you and then ask him to show you how to live in a way that you are, representing and that is representative of your relationship with him as his daughter. Okay. So I really pray that this frees someone. Okay. Let go of that legal, um, legalistic or prosperity mindset and understand God's true, true character. It will free you. Okay. So that is it for this week's episode. As always, make sure that you are out here loving God, loving people and loving yourselves. And I will talk to you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.